Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And we are here today with Michael Wyant. And Michael Wyant is with Flores Barbecue, one of the Texas Monthly Top 50 Barbecue Joints. And uh, uh, Andrew, I think one of the two youngest joints that made the list? Uh, yeah, one, one of the younger ones. You know, you guys have been around a couple of years. Um, I know you're in Whitney, Texas now. Which we'll, we'll talk about kind of your travels and how Flores Barbecue settled uh, where it is now. Um, but give us a little background on you, how you got started in this whole barbecue world. Um, I've loved barbecue since I was a kid. Uh, I grew up in San Marcos, so Lockhart was only about 15 minutes away, you know, the, you know, some of the biggest joints in Texas, of course. Uh, and also Luling City Market was also one of my, one of our favorites, but, um, yeah, it, 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 that's where my passion grew from because I remember going on weekend trips to, to Kreitz and, and thinking to myself that it wasn't an average backyard barbecue kind of kind of thing and um and but i wanted to learn how to do that i mean i was a little kid and i was just thinking i want that all the time i want to i don't want to have to go somewhere to get that that same thing um and so that's kind of what what sparked my interest in it uh and just ever since then i've i've been on this kind of a a kick where i want to make great barbecue you know and, and it makes people happy so that's kind of a you know that's that's one of the biggest reasons i think anybody does it you know so what, what were you eating back then, or what do you remember? What were your favorite experiences? At? Well, I mean, the perfect tray of barbecue back then was uh, brisket and sausage, of course. Um, we really didn't we really didn't eat uh, ribs, and I don't, I don't even know if Christ did them back then because we never we never <laughs> got them. Uh, but uh, it would be brisket, sausage, uh, a chunk of cheese, some crackers, a pickle, and a big red. That was like, that's the barbecue meal. And it's still, I, when I go there, that's that's what I get. I throw in some ribs, but uh, I mean, it just takes you back to that that time of, you know, being a kid. And that very, was very, that was, yeah, you know, very awesome. experience oriented. And yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's what we always talk about with barbecue is so it, it can it can bring back feelings and and it's a very powerful experience. Yeah, sometimes. definitely. It's, yeah, I mean, and and I wish I could actually do that where market style. It's, <laughs> it would be a lot easier than having to worry about doing sides and all that stuff. And but you know, it, that that's what people ask for. You know, in other places, Kreitz. You you realize once you get outside of that area, not many people can get away with doing it that style. Right. You know, and and that's I guess that's another reason why it's so special. Right. Yeah. Lockhart's know? kind of a frozen in time sort exactly, of barbecue experience. Exactly, yeah. That's why we have a lot of people that come here from out of out of state. You know, that ask us, oh, where should we go? And we always tell them, I mean, you should absolutely get to Lockhart and Luling. You should go to the new places, yeah, too. And, yeah, But, you know, those those historical experiences of barbecue. It's it, just, it's just a, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you walk into Smitty's and it's like literally walking back in history. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's it's such a cool, such a cool place. There's so much history in there and, and it's, it's just, uh, you know like a barbecue mecca like you know you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. and i know we beat this topic to death but it's also great that they're still doing it the same way yeah I mean, you know they haven't changed their styles to try to reflect more of what's the popular barbecue today yeah, yeah. Um, and it's and it's great because you it's literally like going back in time you're seeing how they were cooking 20 30 40 50 years ago yeah and um, i mean it shows the the roots of barbecue in texas i mean yeah you know you can literally see how it was done you know, back when it started, you know, when when it really became a thing, and 
and you know now that we're moving into this what, what do they call it the golden age of, of barbecue you know it's 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 refreshing to go back to that yeah you know exactly yeah yeah i mean we love going to all the new places and seeing the artisanal sides and all the yeah, all course, the crazy creative stuff that everyone's yeah. doing but but yeah it's and, there, still, and there's a place for that and there's a place a- for absolutely you know, yeah i don't think it has to be one or the other yeah exactly exactly yeah. And so, and so, yeah, and sometimes you want that hunk of cheese. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. exactly, exactly. And, I, and I posted yeah. a picture because we, we use cheese at the restaurant, and I cut me a chunk of cheese off of it. And, you, like, so many people were messaging me and, 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 you know, commenting on that picture. I was like, I made it for myself. I'm really not going to be doing it because I'm not going to be weighing out cheese every day. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, that'll slow a line down real yes, fast if you're starting yeah. to weigh cheese with yeah. brisket and everything uh, else. Exactly. So I mean, you were, you grew up close to Lockhart, eating Lockhart barbecue, Looming yeah. barbecue. What st- you know, what were your early days of cooking barbecue? There was a there was an old butcher shop that was in in uh, in San Marcos. It was called Houston's Meat Market or Houston's something. And uh, I remember walking in there as a little kid, and my mom had given me some money, and uh, it was it wasn't like a storefront necessarily. It was just like a old butcher place. I don't know, and uh, I rung their bell, and this big man looked like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of thing. He came out, and he's like, what is this little kid doing? And I said, can I get a brisket? And he kind of just looked at me funny, and he came, got a brisket. I mean, I didn't know anything about picking a brisket or anything, so he just handed me the first one I guess he, he found in the back. And uh, I bought it, and it was horrible, of course, like everybody else's first brisket. But, you know. What were you cooking it on? Uh, my grandfather actually had a had an offset smoker made out of a water heater an old water heater oh wow and um you know i still it's still at the house i'm actually going to get sun try to get sunny to upright or vertical or uh it's, it's just like it's just conventional just offset just like this but it, yeah. it it's it's all one piece it just has a piece of metal that splits the the firebox fire and, the, and the, yeah and, and it has a little damper inside but um I've been talking to Sonny about refurbishing it. He's been asking me every time I go down there. He's like, "You didn't bring me the pit. You didn't bring me the pit." But uh, I do want to get it refurbished, and I actually want to like put it in the restaurant and that's like cool. you know that kind of thing. But yeah, that's what I that's what I started on, um, and and it actually, from what I remember, I haven't cooked on it in years. It's actually all rusted out now, but uh, it was actually really it burned really well and, and, and everything. But of course, I had to learn the process. Um, and, and you know I use mesquite which now you know I, I use oak uh, for, for long cooks um, but back then you know that's what everybody used was mesquite mm-hmm. uh, and you know it was oversmoked and all, all that kind of stuff but but yeah I mean it, it's just kind of a, a learning process it's been a learning process ever since then and still learning today you know for, for the listeners that aren't Aware, Sonny is Sonny Moberg, Moberg Smokers. Um, shout out to Sonny. Shout out to Sonny. Sonny's <laughs> been on the show. He's a good guy. Um, you, you've got one of the one of the first, I think, the first commercial the first Moberg commercial pit. Commercial one, yeah. yeah very uh, lucky to have but, that. Which we'll uh, yeah we'll get into your pit here in a little bit as well. Okay, so you, so you're doing the the home cooks, mm-hmm. starting to get brisket down. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you start to think that this might be a business, might be a profession for you? Well, um, I mean, once I got into my early twenties. Um, I was working at Sam's as a meat cutter, so I was very protein, you know, centric. Uh, if I worked there, I, you know, I wanted to take a hunk of meat home and cook it. So, um, you know, that's kind of when when I really started enjoying the barbecue aspect of, of things, and and you know, more more seriously, and, and started doing competitions. Uh, had a little success there, but not. I mean, nothing. You know, nothing to write home about, but. Um, you know, it was fun. It was a fun. I, I took it a lot more serious, I think. And it was back when 
cook-offs weren't what they are now you know they're they're a little bit way more serious maybe, now, maybe before the muffin pan chicken thighs. yeah yeah <laughs> it was i think right before all, all you know barbecue pit masters and all that so you know it was it still wasn't mainstream it was more you know you go out and have fun and, and you know have a few beers or whatever but but it, it became a little bit more serious and and um and i actually worked at black's barbecue for a while um and that's when i realized you know and and don't get me wrong black's is, is a great they are what they are you know uh people love it uh, but it wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't the style that I wanted right. to well, do. Well, that's what we were saying is yeah. that, you know, we, we actually prefer that they stay the same way. Yeah, yeah. And, and as close to the original because you don't want to, you still want to have that, that area that you can go to and experience that. Yeah, exactly. But definitely over the years, barbecue has changed. We, we typically say it's kind of the pre-Franklin and post-Franklin days. Is yeah, that yeah, once, once you open that door... It started to shift to more yeah. of an artisanal. I hate using that word, but yeah. and more there, of an yeah, and there are certain style. people that had their foot in the door, but he busted it wide open, yeah. you know. And that's, and, I mean, you know, that, that's something that everybody has to like say. Well, you know, Franklin, yeah, he he is what he is, does great, great food, and and but he really opened this whole door for everybody to to know that barbecue is not just you know, I, I guess this old timey way of cooking. It, it's it's really an art. You know, it, it's something that people should appreciate, and and that's not just coming because I'm biased. It's just people really should. People, right. people take it's long hours. It's hard work. You know, and and if somebody doesn't appreciate that, then you know that, that's that's a shame. Right. So. Well, and it all comes out to what these places were born out of. The Lockhart places were born out of meat markets yeah. and whatever you couldn't sell, you throw on the pit. Exactly. We've talked about yeah. it a thousand yeah. times in the show. Yeah. And and the more modern style of barbecue you know it does take more care in what meats you source mm-hmm. how you prepare them how you hold them how you slice them i mean yeah. the seasonings you put on them i mean there's there's a lot of subtle Obviously sides sides and desserts uh, which right. were, were totally an afterthought back then yeah yeah uh, i mean is, it, which has come around i don't think and really we ever once got side, i mean our sides were cheese and pickles at, at, you know that, that's, what, that's yeah. what it was um but yeah you know it, there's just you know, and, and I come from a culinary background too, so that that, that was another thing. Is like I kind of wanted to, I wanted to do different things. I wanted to make my own pickles. Like Mickleweight, when I went to Mickleweight and they had their, their their homemade pickles, I was like, why isn't everybody doing this? You know, and and I mean, Tom uh, Tom really led Tom and actually uh, maybe Reed Guess at Lambert's were really leading that. Some that of the first switch to start up. doing the house made pickles, yeah. and right. the artisanal which, which bread, is, and which is separate stuff. from what Franklin was doing. Yeah, is that. You know, Franklin kind of perfected that meat market style, yeah. mm-hmm. but then then Tom and, and Reed and others, they, they started to expand beyond that. Yeah. And like you said, you know, something, it, it sounds simple today because so many people are doing it, yeah. but that was pretty groundbreaking in Texas. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, and I, I we would make our own pickles, like, you know, with my mom jars, all kinds of stuff. You know, we made pickles, we made all kinds of different things, but, but I never thought it was going to be something that the mainstream would want, you know, but now... Uh, I mean, there's so many barbecue places that make their own pickles and have their own recipes, and, oh, and yeah. people just love them. If I would have known, you know, if I if I knew now what, how do you say it? If, if you knew I, now, if, if you know now what you knew, or you know knew then what knew you knew then now. what I know now. There you Rod go. Rod Stewart song. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have opened up a pickle shop or something. It would be a lot easier, a lot less hours. Because I mean, people literally they'll come. I, your your brisket's awesome, but your pickles, there, your pickles are just. I'm like. Right. Well, it's something we laugh about all the time. Yeah. It's it's time you spend making something that you're literally giving away. Yeah. You know, I yeah, mean, exactly. I know a few places are starting to charge say, for pickles. Not everybody. Yeah, and people are like, can I get extra pickles? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, you can. And, you know, and I'm happy that people love them, but it, it is. It's very expensive. When you when I spend the same amount on a on, on a case of uh, cucumbers, I could get probably 10 gallons of, of best-made, right. you know, pickles, you know, yep. and that's, 
That's the difference. And I, you know? I've done that research, and, and I won't name the name, but there's there's a barbecue joint that, you know, and they, they do beans for free as well. They're spending over $6,000 a month yeah. on free stuff on that, free that stuff, they're giving yeah. away that they, they don't have to, especially things like beans. Some of these, yeah. some of these West Texas-style places, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's I mean, a huge at, expense. At, at first, it seems like beans aren't expensive, but then right, you start doing you're doing it every day. Yeah, when you're doing gallons and gallons. People are getting two or three servings of beans. Yeah. You know, that's Putting the, them in a cup to yeah. take home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it gets yeah. expensive. I, I couldn't imagine giving, giving beans away or side away. But, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things. But it, it also helps you stand stand out you know i mean no no matter who i mean me guess and and uh and mickleway could all do homemade pickles and they're all gonna be different yep you right. know and that's that's the great thing about it um but but yeah you know it's just one of those little subtle things that, change, that changes the, the barbecue up a little bit you alluded to you have a culinary background you did you went to uh texas culinary academy is yes, that sir. correct uh-huh. yeah yeah i did so, so you so you, i guess do you approach barbecue a little bit from a from a chef mind or um in, in some ways we didn't we didn't really spend a lot of time on protein definitely didn't spend a lot of time on barbecue as far as you know the whole curriculum but but um especially with the sides uh certain techniques about like cooking even like for our, our potatoes for our potato salad I get very particular about if they're undercooked, overcooked, or perfect. And so I, I do look at certain things from from a culinary side of, of, of that, you know. I'm kind of a perfectionist, and that's what comes out, especially because it was a French style of, of cooking, you know, that I and the French are very... This is how it's done. There's no, oh, yes. there's no, yeah, it's kind of like just told me a million yeah. stories from that, yeah. too. Yeah, no. I'm French trained as well. And they, they, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's their way or the wrong way. Yeah, one exactly. Way to slice exactly. things. Oh, yes. I mean, many different slicing styles, but if it's if it's bias, I guess there's only one way to buy a slice. Yeah, oh, yes. yeah, and, yeah. The, you know, the mandolin has to be set this perfect setting for the potatoes and this and that. And that's, and that's where it kind of comes in. But, um, I mean, you know, the barbecue, I think, I think I, I, culinary school really showed me that I didn't want to do fine dining. I think that's that's mostly what it showed me, and, and don't get me wrong, I learned things, but but really I was like, I don't really want to do this for the rest of my life. I don't want to be a line cook. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be in the fine dining industry. You know, I want to do, I, I want to do barbecue because it's so primitive. I think that's what I love about it most is that it's so primitive. It's fire, meat, and that's it. That's it. I mean, you know. Do you think that you know, from a, a culinary perspective, do you think that barbecue allows you more or less the same? type of freedom to do what you want to do because you, you talk about your tradition and definitely and not that, yeah. <laughs> yeah because people in, especially in texas you have to have brisket i mean me and uh as much as we don't like cooking brisket yes yeah we, we, yeah we no, battle it all no, the time and, and yeah. I, don't get me wrong i i love cooking brisket it is it is definitely a labor of love but if i could go a week without serving brisket it would be kind of cool you know and and that's the thing is like uh me and I don't know his, his first name, and, and I, I apologize, but uh, Helberg, they just opened up here uh, in Waco not too long ago. But he, him and I were talking this morning, and we were talking about uh, Evan Leroy. And we were like, man, it would be so cool if we could be like, hey, we don't have, we only have brisket once a week, <laughs> yeah, you know. That, that was and, a bold decision that yeah, I made. Yeah, and that, but that's the thing is, it, it's it's that's what what I think a lot of us want to do, but we can't, right? Because. Yeah. People are going to go in there and expect brisket every single day, and you know, and that's that's part of it. But and, it, and Austin affords that a little bit more because there's so many places serving brisket. Yeah, right. But even and, an option, and but Brian and I are nerds. We look at we look at reviews of places just to see what people are saying, good and bad. Yeah. And some of it's BS because there's some of it that's BS. Yeah, but, yeah. But 
pretty much the only negative reviews you ever see of Evan's place are, I went to get brisket and they didn't they have, have brisket. brisket. Yeah, and, then, and that's the thing is like, there's always going to be the people that are going to be like that. But I think I think he's he's going into uncharted territory where he's saying, I'm not going to do brisket every day because you know I'm trying I'm trying to do these cool, you know, things using a lot of technique and and, and skill and stuff and. And you know, it, it, I'm envious because I, I wish I could, and, and especially being in Whitney, and, and I love Whitney. There's not, there's, you know, they gave us our big break, basically, you know. But it, it's hard when, when you know, you're 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 serving old ranchers, and and right. you know, yeah, you, uh, you got to have a market to do what Evan's doing. Yeah, you know? exactly, and and we don't have that, and that's that's the difficult thing for me. But you know, I, you know, well, we've you tried. Did, you did barbacoa the other day, right? Uh, no, we we do carnitas on a regular basis. Um, we're. We're, I'm working up to that. We're okay. working on a barbecue, uh, barbacoa and big red festival. For, yeah, I was gonna say. I think I saw you, yeah, you tweet about it. Yeah, we're wanting to we're wanting to do that. Bring a little San Antonio to to uh, Whitney. A lot of people were interested, but a lot of people from my hometown are interested right. more so than than people from Whitney. And I think it would. I think it. It just they just need to be shown you know different things. And, and barbacoa is not anything really that's new. It's just something that's different than most people out there don't eat. Um, but that's kind of the that's kind of the difference is is you know the the market you know they want the basics you know they want brisket ribs and a lot of people like chicken um, turkey uh, I've changed a lot of people's minds about turkey uh, most people are like I don't like turkey I don't I just don't like it I'm like well just try a little taste of it <laughs> and they've never had good turkey you know so right. um, don't that, that's, cook that's, it to one sixty five yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and you know they're just used to that over overcooked dry turkey overcooked dry yeah yeah Yeah. and that that's been a sadly a tradition and a lot of people have that memory you talk about memories of thanksgiving turkeys and turkeys that have gone bad and turkeys in the oven definitely and and, i mean a a good smoked turkey at the right temperature is is completely different exactly exactly yeah and so yeah last year we we got a lot of turkey orders more than i've ever done in in a in you know for one holiday and and it's all because they you know they're like you're saving us the time and it's better right, <laughs> so, right. and, and all they just have to cook the sides and that's it you know so it really helps us out on that end thing so i know we we digressed a little bit um you, you were working at blacks mm-hmm. you're starting to get into the barbecue world mm-hmm. um when, when you decided to leave blacks was was that when flores started to become an idea of a business or? well my wife and i had talked about it for years i mean you know it was something that i always wanted to always wanted to do ever since i graduated from culinary school i wanted to open, obviously that's what most people that go to culinary school want to do they want to open their own restaurant uh and so we had talked about it for a long time but it was just you know the timing wasn't right you know obviously finance finances have to be in a in what you would say the right position but i mean it really finances are never <laughs> never right but uh you know the, the stars have to align a certain way that, that you know that you can do it so you know we talked about it for a long time but uh we really started getting serious about it when uh it's kind of weird because when, when we were going to have our son which is probably the worst time to do it um but the way her jobs were working out the way my you know i was doing barbecue and everything everything just kind of worked to where let's just do it let's i mean we had nothing to lose you know that was kind of that was kind of our attitude at the time you know which we had a lot to lose but you know that was kind of our attitude and so uh, yeah i mean and, and i approached uh kent black and and said hey you know i just want to let you know we're doing this and you know hopefully with your blessing and and you know everything like that and i mean he was nothing but nice about it Con- you know congratulated us told us you know best of luck and and you know i gave him three weeks uh notice so i mean i, I guess that was probably a good thing too <laughs> but uh, you know, and, and and yeah, we just took the plunge and 
you know. I mean, it, it, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like just one day we said, hey, we're going to do this. But uh, we finally got our finance, uh, financial situation where we had a trailer. And, and you know, it's funny. We, we actually sold uh, cows to finish it off. But oh, wow. Yeah, yeah we, my wife, uh, she had, they had cattle. Or they, her, her parents have cattle. And her cows we sold off. And and uh finished our trailer that's kind of a funny that's story. a unique way yeah. to start a barbecue yeah business. exactly yeah. it's kind of ironic you know but uh yeah um i always think that's funny to tell people and it's 100 <laughs> percent true we really did literally got a check like and got the sinks and the, everything else put in you know so um and that got us got us on our way uh and that it's been a hell what, of a ride what was it like when you were in san marcus i mean crowds and cooking and yeah san marcus my biggest day was uh our grand opening obviously i, I mean you know I, I know a lot of people i grew up there so i know a lot of people but um after that it, it was really not great uh and it wasn't that you know that our food was bad or anything but it was uh, we were outside of town so kent's was already in town uh hayes county you know they're well established there um at the time so and there's a few it, it other was, it was hard, it was hard older get, school that, that yeah, have been around i yeah, think there's, there's a, a place across and, yeah, yeah. um you know and, and and so getting people to go out and we were probably i don't know about five miles out of town you know going towards seguin so there was nothing out there our spot was just this little old bar that was abandoned for years and and uh, the trailer's white so you know you really don't that doesn't catch your eye when you're going 70 miles an hour uh, so it was it was it was a little tough going there we had good days some good days but most of the days were really really slow and, and it was discouraging and, and stuff like that but um, you know we hung in there and uh, yeah it, it just wasn't great it wasn't it wasn't what you dream of you're like oh I'm gonna sell out every day and and you know you have that that unrealistic uh, expectation and Kind of like people will see that building on their way and just flock, and it's not always that way, right? I mean, barbecue is an interesting not. thing. I, <laughs> I mean, maybe early on when we started doing this, I was more interested in just stopping at random places. But nowadays, I, I kind of need to hear some kind of feedback before yeah. I'm willing to, to stop or know the history yeah, I mean, or something. But, you but know? right now, it's also different because there's there's a barbecue place opening up every day yep, you know right. so you got you kind of have to be that way right and it's easier to get your name out now than it probably was even three four years ago definitely, you know, definitely between yeah. social media yeah and social media has, has just i mean all i mean what y'all do you know uh, all the other uh podcasts you know blogs uh, obviously daniel yvonne has done crazy you know things for the barbecue industry um and you know all of that it's way easier to to market ourselves like you said even just two years ago it was you know it's it's changed and right so, well, I, i'll use hellberg as, as an example yeah. i heard of them before they moved to texas they yeah, were in california yeah. Yeah, and, I, in and i knew who they were before they ever got into waco yeah. you know so it's it's just it's a different world when it comes to barbecue and exposure now than it was when when you guys opened up yeah exactly well uh, i think it allows a place in, in a city like whitney to survive you know i, I don't definitely. know if you could have definitely if, if there well wasn't da- daniel vaughn found us on twitter so that I mean that right there, it, it, it's it's kind of a so it tells you how much how important you know social media is. Yeah, to, it, it to, really is. Yeah. It, it can I won't say it can make or break you, but it can definitely help make you. you yeah, know, definitely. As, yeah, yeah. If someone, I mean, you still have to be cooking the good food when they yeah, get there, yeah, but yeah, exactly. but to get get them on the radar and exactly. all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, what were you guys cooking on back in San Marcos? What type of pit? We had a it was a rever- offset reverse flow. Um, it was a. I can't think of the name right now, but it, it, we went to Alabama to get it. Uh, it's kind of, I think there may be like some kind of pit kit that these welders get because hmm. they have a lot of HBT does them. The, the mine wasn't an HBT, but 
they all look similar, gotcha. very similar, almost all exact. It's just different people have them for different prices. Why, why did you do reverse flow? Was that from competition um, experience? You know, why, why I, you that, that was my first reverse flow. Um, I bought it really because the price was right. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong, it it, it it was a great pit for the us at the time. You know, it cooked really evenly. You know, I could cook nine to 12 briskets comfortably. Um, you know, so it did what we needed it to do. It, it wasn't the most efficient pit, uh, had lots of gaps, you know, it, the welds weren't great, you know, but it, it got us what, you know, you know, how, what how was, was it hard to adjust to the reverse flow or was it, what, did you not, adapt easy? Not really. Um, the, the, the hardest thing is making sure your grease is, is, uh, flowing the right way because you can definitely start a fire really oh, yeah. quickly. Uh, I never did luckily, but I smelled the grease when it was, you know, getting yeah. there. And so, yeah, you figure that out pretty quick. Um, and that and cleanup is is really hard on a on a reverse flow because that plate just kind of gets in the way of everything. But you know, it, like I said, it, it cooked really evenly. Um, that that was probably the, the best thing I'll say about it. And and like I said, it wasn't a bad pit. It's but it's just not it's not something that you can cook on every day for years. You know, it, it, it just it gets old. <laughs> yeah, I think I think in, in we've and we we still, sorry to interrupt. Yep. We, we still use it to cook, uh, smoke our sausage on it. I mean, we've talked to Arnis and, and others and, and like West Arena. I, I think people that start on a, on a reverse flow or do it early in their in their pit career, yeah, I think tend to tend to adapt to them much better than people that have always cooked on an offset and then try a reverse flow. But they definitely have their advantages. And uh, you know, shout out to Arnis because he's building some great pits too. Yeah, I, definitely. I saw yeah. one this morning on the way up here at uh, at Reveille Barbecue's new joint. But, yeah, um, and, always interesting on people that have cooked on both and, and their feelings. Yeah, yeah, I mean, really like the conventional is, is that's what I prefer. I mean, I, to me, it's 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 it, air flows better. Um, you know, I, I just I just prefer it. You know, but but I mean, Arnis is obviously doing great things with reverse flows, and and you know you can't you can't argue with that. So, I mean, like it's it's really what you just feel comfortable doing. You know, cooking with. So when you guys decided that, you know, San Marcos probably wasn't going to work out long term for you and you decided Whitney was going to be your next place, how did you settle upon the move? Well, it, it wasn't necessarily that, that it wasn't going to work out in San Marcos. Um, it was more so when we had our son and my wife was going to have to go back to work, it was kind of like a oh crap moment. Uh, like, what are we going to do? Because um, I'm trying to run a barbecue restaurant. She has to go back to her nursing job and you know we're we're not making enough money to pay you know eight hundred dollars a month uh, ch uh for child care um and my mom lives in san marcus but she has she has a full-time job as well so uh we we were talking to haley's parents my wife haley and uh they offered to help us with our son and her her mom wasn't working at the time so she was like you know i'll, I'll take care of him you don't have to pay anything you know y'all live with us uh, and so since the business was mobile, we said, you know, let's do it. I mean, you know, things aren't really going that great here in San Marcos, so, I mean, we might as well try it. And the good thing, and this is going to sound like I'm, I'm, I'm talking down on weight, but I'm not at all. The good thing about a small town is everybody's nosy. So when they saw that trailer there, you know, you, you, it's just crazy how many looks you get. Right. Just just from being something new. Right. Rumor goes around yeah. and people and, start yeah. talking. Well, and about everyone always wants to try the new thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, that definitely helped us. And and that's how we settled upon Whitney. You know, we we had we had talked about opening a restaurant in Whitney just because the overhead's a lot you know lower than anywhere else. But we'd never really 
really thought we were going to end up in Whitney. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's how we ended up there. You know, it was all because of our son. <laughs> and yeah, you know, that's, that's, uh, it, it, I never imagined we would get any attention that we have in Whitney versus San Marcos. You know, I, I figured San Marcos were right by Austin, we're right by here, but, but it's so saturated that it's hard to stand out. Yeah. So how did that progress starting in, because you originally started with just the trailer, right? You didn't yeah, have the brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, how did that, how was the business back then and then how did that grow? And I, I, I'm pretty sure Daniel Vaughn had um, some help after you guys came up, but talk yeah. about that experience. Well, so our in-town traffic was always, well, not, I mean, straight from the beginning. It was, you know, it was slowly, we slowly built that. Um, but once we had that, you know, we have, regular customers that still come every single day you know so it's crazy but uh you know we got to where we had our regulars and we had slow days we had busy days and it was just kind of okay well we're i'm getting making a living i'm working by myself you know and you know i can get enough make enough to we can get by you know so uh that's how it was for a good while and and you know we would do you know turkeys and stuff for holidays that was always a, a a good boost in business and and uh yeah, and then Danavon showed up, and that's kind of the story that you know that's been told many a time. You know that that that's all that's all it really took. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was kind. Of, it's funny because I, I was listening to uh, y'all's podcast uh, when y'all interviewed Arnis, and we have a very similar story as far as how that went. You know, um, we had it was a really crappy day when I when he came to to our when NATO came to our trailer. It was rainy and windy and just really nasty. And we I wonder had, if he looks at the weather and picks those days. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> I mean, because you think about it, those are probably the hardest days to keep your barbecue, right, right. you know, right. Uh, and so, I just remember we had one customer at the window, and it was me and my wife working, and uh, I I see somebody behind them, and I look, and it was him, and I was like, oh crap, <laughs> and I like I told Haley, I was like, Daniel Vaughn's outside. He said, she's like, who's that? <laughs> and I said, the editor, for the, uh, barbecue editor for Texas Monthly, she goes, oh. And I said, yeah. And so I was just a nervous wreck from, from that point on. But uh, I, he really enjoyed our food, did a little, uh, after he ate, he introduced himself. I, you, know, I, you know, I played like I didn't know who he was, of course, you know. Like, uh, and uh, yeah, he did a little impromptu uh, uh, interview with us, which was really cool. And I thought that was that, you know, I didn't really think much of it. And then. He messaged me probably about an hour later. He said, look on my blog tomorrow, and he did that write-up of us. And, you know, that was just, like, the coolest thing, you know, that, that had ever happened to me, you know. And, and so... Yeah, we equate it to, like, a band hearing their song on the radio. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's like, you know. When you see it in print and, and it's there, it's like, man, that's, that's really cool. And... Were you guys cooking on the offset st- on the uh, reverse yeah, flow still? Yeah, we were still or? working on the reverse flow up until we got this pit, which was last May. Okay. Uh, we were using the reverse flow, um, but yeah, that's that's the pit we were using. And like I said, it wasn't a bad pit. It was just it, it's just not as efficient or easy to use. <laughs> well, and talking about pits, I mean that was one of the things that caught our eye very very early. This was. You know, nobody had heard of Sonny Moberg for the yeah, most part. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you you brought the parts to him. Yeah, I did. Um, mm-hmm. So so how did you meet Sonny, or why did you choose to go with, with Sonny for the pits? Well, when I was doing competition barbecue, um, I met Brett, 
Brett Bourne, uh, and barbecue bread on yeah, Twitter. Barbecue bread, yep. Yeah, barbecue bread, yeah. And we became buddies. And really, the reason the reason we met is because I was asking him how to make comp brisket because he was doing really well. And, 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 you know, I was just making old Texas-style brisket, and that's definitely not comp brisket. And so whatever he was doing, he had, he had it down, you know, as far as, as comp brisket. So, you know, we started talking, and, and he, he even jokes about it now. He's like, this guy, I learned, I taught him how to make brisket, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, just, just we just became, you know, buddies through, through barbecue, you know. And, and, uh, and so when he got his Moberg built, the bluish-gray one, um, the, the OG, as they call it, yeah. uh, when he got it built, I was just like in awe of, of this pit, you know, and I said, man, who built your pit? You know, I, you know, I want to get one built. And, and at the time I was in no, no financial situation to get, you get one built, but, uh, he, he put me in touch with Sonny and we started talking numbers and this and that. And I was like, well, right now I can't. And he said, you know, whenever you're ready, just, you know, let me know. And then, uh, we found this tank out. I can't even remember the town. It's up in North Texas. And I found it on Craigslist, just like most people do. And, and, uh, it was, they took, I looked at the dimensions and it wasn't, it wasn't quite a thousand, but it wasn't a 500 and they only wanted 200 bucks for it. Wow. Uh, and so I was like, yeah, there, ha- I mean, but I'm thinking the whole time I'm driving there, I'm like, there has to be something wrong with this bit. <laughs> and sure enough, there's big old dents in it. Dents in it on one end, one end was good. There was dents in one end. And then on the back side of it, there were some good dents in it, but and I almost left it there. I was like, you know what, we drove all this way, 200 bucks. I mean, I can get you know, some of that back in scrap. So we loaded it up on the trailer and then when I really started talking seriously to Sonny, he was like, yeah, we can, he was kind of iffy about it when I told him about the dance and then he was like, eh, we can probably make it work. And so, uh, and I had another 250 and he was like, you just bring me those two, I'll make the, the firebox out of the 250. And, and originally it was supposed to be a, a round firebox. He, talk, he talked me into the square firebox. Uh, like Cody, Cody has the round, and that's what that was the yeah, original design. Yeah, Cody Avery's got that yeah. old school one. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, he talked me into the square and all that. But yeah, and uh, he worked out the the cuts and everything to where the only dents are on the ones on the back side. You can't see the ones at the end because uh, it's where the firebox is and stuff. So uh, it's a very unique pit because of all those things. And also, Sunny was Sunny has changed his certain things, which. It, uh, it's funny because like when he did that little rain thing, uh, rain yeah, lip. on, on yeah. the, on the uh, firebox, like I called him up. I said, Sonny, why didn't I get that? <laughs> you know? And he's like, man, he just asked for it. And now he puts it on all of them pretty much. But I mean, but the yeah, one we thing, won't, we yeah. won't say any secrets or anything, but he definitely is changing his design as, as yeah. he's building these and learning more. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, he's just perfecting, perfecting yeah. it to, to, you know, the, you know, like, like all of us, you know, we never, we never stop learning when right. we're doing what we're doing. Um, and uh yeah so this next pit that we'll be getting from him it'll have all the goodies and everything so. <laughs> so you got another one lined up yeah middle of june it's supposed to be delivery um thousand it'll be, gallon a, it'll be a thousand yeah nice. uh yeah we pit envy oh yes. yeah yeah <laughs> you know and, and it's just one of those things once you have one it's like you always want another one. Like it, it just you. You, you want to collect it. them. I mean, yeah. Even, yeah, you want you want to be a collector. My wife knows nothing about collecting things at all. <laughs> <for me. laughs> I already have. Uh, is it four pits now? I think. Yeah, yeah, one of them's at my house. Yeah, one's at your <laughs> house. <laughs> yeah, and, and but 
my wife, she's she's always the one that keeps me on the ground. And she's like, we don't need one. We don't need one. We don't need one. And then we had a few caterers. Just said, yeah, we probably need one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we started getting really big catering uh, jobs and stuff. And so it was like, yeah, because it was to the point where we we're having to close the, the brick and mortar to go do a catering. And, and uh, here and there maybe, but we can't do that on a regular basis. We need we need to be able to have both open and and be able to, to run our normal business and do the catering. So. so you guys moved into the brick and mortar right about the time you got this pit as well, right? With yeah, actually uh, a couple months afterwards. Okay. Yeah. I mean, really, it was the whole Texas Monthly that got us, you know, when we, when we made the list, that that's what pushed us into the brick and mortar. Uh, we were having just crazy crowds that, you know, what comes along with the list. Um, and so... We had we really didn't have a choice at that at that point. I mean, uh, in Whitney, we had moved to a, a second location, uh, still in the in the trailer, but more parking and, and places to sit. What we didn't realize is that it turned into a swamp when it would rain. Yeah. So, uh, and that was exactly around the time that the list came out. So we had this influx of business. People were starting to park on the side of the uh, Highway 22. Ooh, that's Just, a busy yeah, highway. Yeah, and so I was like. Uh, I told I told Haley I was like, "There's no way, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't want somebody to get killed over barbecue. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, they're crossing the highway." And so, uh, we our current our current uh, uh, landlord he approached us. We had already talked about renting the building, and he wanted too much at the time, uh, rent wise. And so once he saw the business that we had, he, he, he came to us and was like, well, we can work out where it's an increasing rent kind of thing, work work with y'all. And so that was totally cool to him. And, and it's pretty good for a know. landlord. I like that yeah. idea, increasing rent. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, at the time. On the, on the landlord side, not yeah, on your yeah, side. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, at, you know, at the time, you know, we were like, we can't afford that right now. You know, if we, you let us get going, we can, we'll be able to afford the, that monthly payment, you know, but it, at the time. So he, he worked with us, and that was really great of him, you know. Um, and that's how we got into the brick and mortar, you know. It, and now we have a lot of parking, we have a lot of seating, uh, we have a nice patio, uh, which is I think the the where we kind of uh, like people don't realize we have a patio, and like well, there's a lot of seating out there. So we're really trying to do more events that, that emphasize that that area, and, and you know have music outside, and we have cornhole and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, I think we went last summer for when we were doing the whole passport thing. That was I think you guys had just moved into the building maybe a couple of weeks prior when we went. Yeah. And I know we've talked about it on the show. We went to your place. We'd never had your barbecue before, and we had we had no expectation of what it would or wouldn't be. And yours was one of the best surprises we had on our entire <laughs> journey along the list. Yeah. It's because we didn't know what to expect, it, and it was, yeah. it was, was really, and I, really good And I don't want barbecue. to talk you down, but I mean, we have expectations, yeah, right? And and you know, unfortunately, Franklin can never beat our expectations because we always expect him to be at the absolute top of his game yeah, of and course. so it's tough right yeah. and and there's there's other places that are, that are similar to that so we we didn't know what to expect yeah. so we were just like okay you made the top 50 list so it's got to be good yeah and uh when we had it we were just kind of you know that that look at each other like holy crap this really <laughs> is damn good barbecue so you know uh, great great stuff i appreciate that you know and and you know that's the funny thing is like we get that so much that oh man we didn't expect this i'm like well i mean you know <laughs> in a way it's almost like over time they will sometimes yeah. it's like a backhanded compliment i'm like so what right. does that mean like you you thought we were going to be crappy but see like y'all you're saying that you know 
we didn't have any expectation going into it. And right. I think that's what most people right. get Right, you guys hadn't like, raised that profile to where, like, there yeah. are certain places where the, you know the name and you've been hearing it for months and months or even years. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. there's no one at this point that goes to Franklin that doesn't expect some heavenly experience. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas you guys were a little more under the radar at the time. Yeah. And so... You and we still are, I think, because like a lot of people just, I mean, they, they, I mean, unless you're a real barbecue nut. I was going to say, I mean, you know, it's, it's a very small group of people that are insane like us that yeah, follow yeah, Twitter right. and follow restaurants and, and read as much as we can. So once you get out of that nucleus of, of crazy barbecue people, yeah. it, it, there's a lot of restaurants. I mean, I said even the other day I was, I was talking to somebody at work and, and they know me with, with barbecue and all this stuff. And they said, hey, you know, I. I heard about this place in this little town, and there's there's this little old lady that that cooks there, and, and I was like, I was like, snows. I'm like, come on, you don't know anything about snows. And, and I whip out my phone and I show my pictures of Tootsie and all yeah, these things, yeah. and I'm like, you know, yeah, it snows. So it, it still shocks me sometimes because we, we're so involved in this thing that's barbecue, but we don't realize that you know once you step that just most slightly other people out of that, have lives yeah. that aren't as stupid stuff <laughs> yeah. that we do, and, and, and wives that maybe aren't as um, as nice to us yeah, and, and allow us this as yes, they sit yes. here quietly with their Kindles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, and, and that's how my wife is. You know, she's she's kind of that. You know, uh, we go out out of town. I'm like, where can we eat barbecue? And she's like, I don't want to eat barbecue. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing when we went to Texas Monthly uh, the the festival. We didn't participate this past year, uh, but where we are this year, or hopefully. Um, but we went still to enjoy the barbecue. Uh, and so we stayed in Austin. And she's like, well, where do you want to have breakfast? I said, Valentina's. <laughs> First thing came out of my Valentina's. Yeah. And she said, no way. We're not going to Valentina's. We're not going to go eat barbecue Valentina's. before we go eat barbecue. And I was like, you don't understand. <laughs> and so. Uh, Tortillas. Tortillas. <laughs> and so uh, we went to uh, 24 Diner, which is, I think that's what it's called. It, it's it's amazing. You know, but it's, no, I mean, it's not barbecue, obviously. But. Uh, but then at the festival, she had some Valentinas, and she goes, oh. And I said, yes, <laughs> That's the toughest thing yeah. for me when I travel, whether it's for work or, or with my wife. You know, we were in New Orleans last weekend, um, and, you know, it's like, yeah, I really want to go to, to Blue Oak. I mean, I really want to go try this, but you're in a city that's famous for food <laughs> yeah. that's not barbecue, not barbecue, so it means yeah. you're going to have to sacrifice that, and I know... You just got back from a, a, a Northwest, and you did sneak in one barbecue joint. I, I was able to sneak in one barbecue joint in Seattle. Um, I, <laughs> I, I did get to go to Jack's, and then I was cut off after that, <laughs> which is which is probably a good thing because it's only well, Seattle. Well, that was pretty a, generous. It's that not was, exactly was, a booming generous. barbecue market. Yeah. So, so I, was, I was probably best off stopping there. Yeah, definitely. So uh, obviously we, we cannot end this show without talking about Flores Barbecue. Yeah. Your last name is Wyant. Where does Flores come from? Uh, my mother's maiden name is Flores. Okay. And so when we're in San Marcos, uh, well, I mean, I guess that that's kind of the family that I grew up around. Um, that, that's my uncles were like brothers. Basically, they treated me like a little brother and they picked on me all the time. Uh, but, you know, and that's just a family I grew up with. My, my grandfather was mayor of San Marcos back in the 70s. So we have a real, you know, San Marcos is very important to, to our family. And, and the Florida's name used to be a real prominent, you know, name in, in the town. Um, even though, I mean, we still have tons of family there and stuff like that. So uh, I really wanted to represent that, that name um, and, and represent it well. And, and, and in a way... It helps me keep my quality high because, like, I can have a bad day and, and Michael Wyant, you know, he, you know that guy is no good. But when you throw in the Florida's name, that's I take a lot of pride in that, and that's that's where a lot of my passion and and, and drive to keep going. You know, even on bad days, 
you know, is like, it has to be good because I'm honoring this name, you know, so that's where that comes from. Um, and, and, you know, we went, we went through all different names. I mean, a play on my, my, my real last name, uh, Wyant is why not? You know, everybody, everybody calls me why not ever since I was a kid. Everybody thought that was the funniest <laughs> joke. <laughs> why not? And so we, we, had, we had thought about, you know, kind of doing like why not barbecue or something like that kind of play on words. But I was like, that's a little bit too gimmicky. Eh, I'm not I'm not really into that. So uh, ended up being Flores Barbecue. And, 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 I, and I'd always have had the vision of our logo in my head. And I was like, I, but I'm not artistic in any way or except for cooking barbecue, I guess. But um, I finally I, I got in touch with a. Uh, Daryl Tracy down in, in uh, Tomball, I, th- I think is where he's at. Uh, he does like raps for Pitmaker and, and all, all these different barbecue teams and stuff. Uh, and he put like my vision on paper. And so, yeah, that's that logo is, I'm so proud of that logo. <laughs> and not, not many people were doing flowers and barbecue. I think Valentina was doing hearts. I mean, they have hearts in there. So, right. But nobody had seen flowers and they were like, what is it? They asked me all the time, why are the flowers there? I'm like, because it's what Florida's means. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, before we end, we got to get a little bit. Your menu is prime brisket, pork ribs. Um, you're also known for a very good banana pudding that we've, <laughs> that Brian has had. I didn't have it on my trip yes. in, which I'm very upset about. But I, we, we've heard some great things about the banana pudding. Well, we'll uh, put him on the banana pudding trail. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. We've got this whole thing where we're trying to bug Daniel Vaughn into updating his banana pudding list <laughs> because it's been too many years and there's too many. Daniel, good ones out update there now. your banana pudding list. <laughs> So, uh, what else is on the Flores menu? Uh, we do turkey. Uh, like I said, that's a that's a, a pretty popular item on a regular basis. Uh, we do some chicken. It's kind of I feel like doing it that day or not. <laughs> uh, pulled pork. Uh, it's kind of a hit or miss item. Uh, like I said, it's kind of if I want to do it or not. Uh, we do our own uh, in-house made sausage, uh, regular and jalapeno cheese, and we and we plan on doing other items. Uh, I mean, other kinds of sausage as well. Um, Are those pork and beef blend sausages or all beef? Uh, yeah, we started doing uh, all beef at the beginning. Um, it just wasn't the right texture of what I wanted. And, and I mean, you know, there's a lot of really good all beef uh, sausages out there. And, and it's, it's hard to, to get all people. beef to bind together. Yeah, it yeah. works a lot better when you throw a little pork exactly. in. Exactly. Uh, I've heard. Yeah, no, and, and it's definitely, definitely true. Uh, whoever can do an all beef, you know, I don't know they use binders or what they use, but kudos to them because yeah. I can't do it uh, to where it's amazing you know so um, yeah we do that uh, we just started doing like tacos uh, we, we had been doing carnitas tacos for a while but we hadn't been making our own tortillas and now we now we are um, so uh, we're, we're trying to we're trying to throw in a little bit of more of the Tex-Mex side of things because of course you know I, I grew up with my uh, Hispanic side of the family and, and we're going to get back to Whitney yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> much, much like much like a, a you know, Miguel's doing it at Valentina's, you know, um, bring that into barbecue too, because, you know, there's so many things that, that you know, I do Spanish rice on Saturdays and it, it threw people for a loop. They're like, what, what do you want to Spanish rice with barbecue? I'm like, that's what we had when we were, you know, right. whatever, uh, uh, holiday or, or whatever we were celebrating. That's what we had. We had brisket, rice, beans, and potato salad. That's, you know, that was, that was our plate. You know? Well, and I, I really like what's happening in Barbacoa these days. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It, it's been transformed, kind of like some of the other meats have. You know, yeah. where it it just it tastes like a, a completely different dish now. Yeah. And I know I I've been wanting to get down to to Emily. I mean, I've been to him a few times with S O and Joe are great great guys. And, and uh, I had had their barbe- I hadn't had their Barbacoa until Texas Monthly. And man, that stuff. 
I think S.O. does it a little bit different than anybody else does it. Yeah. Uh, I think he raps it in banana leaves or something like that. S.O. Uh, Evan Leroy. Yeah, <laughs> Evan's doing beef. Yeah, he's doing beef barbecue. I haven't, had, well. I haven't been able to get to Leroy and Lewis yet. I, I, of course, I would like to, but just whenever I'm there, they're either not open and, and the rest of the week I'm in Whitney. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But, yeah, no, it, uh, it's definitely getting kind of – beef cheek, uh, of course, is like the new beef rib. Exactly. You know, uh, it, it's it's the latest hot thing in barbecue. Yeah. Although pork steak is pork getting steak, back up there I was going to say, yeah, it's almost it's uh, almost a I race right now. That anytime Daniel writes some big article, yeah. you're going to see ten different joints cooking that protein that he talked about, like yeah, in the definitely. next week or two. Yeah, and we and we would like we there's some things that I'm working on. Uh, top secret, of course, no, but there are some things that I'm working on. It's just harder to do uh, invented things in Whitney than it would be in in a, in a market like Austin. Hard to do hard to do barbecue enchiladas in Whitney, Texas. I would yeah, imagine. yeah, something uh, like that. <laughs> but you know that's that's the nature of the beast. And, and like I said, I, we love Whitney, and I'm not talking bad about Whitney. It's just it's just that's that's the difference in the market. Right. Well, you, you've uh, got to cook to your customers. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and like I said again, I if I didn't have to make brisket every day, I probably wouldn't. I'd make brisket probably once a week and be like, that's good. Uh, but you know that's what they want every day, and, and and we have customers that come in literally every day. I mean, we have one customer. His name's uh, Jerry. He's like a, a favorite of, of all of ours. He he's come, I think, since we opened the trailer in Whitney, he's missed maybe three or four days. That's wow. amazing. Open. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's because barbecue is mean, not cheap. Yeah, I mean, it's and that's that's a commitment. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a testament and, to the quality of the food that you serve absolutely. that he's there. Uh, yeah, you know. I mean, you know. I guess, but no one comes back to eat bad food. I <laughs> yeah, promise. Yeah, that's true. But he—it's uh, funny. He got uh, since we're going to be closed today. He got extra, so he didn't have, have it today. So it's funny. Oh, so he didn't drive to Waco. What a slacker! <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's really cool to have. I mean, I mean that's why we do it. We do it for the customers. We don't do it for our personal. I mean, obviously, we we like sleep like everybody else does. But um, you know, we do it because our customers. You know, it, it, it's, it's special to them, you know, the majority of them, you know, especially people that are going to drive to have our food and have an experience. We had a couple from Houston yesterday, and they were just blown away. And and that, that right there is what makes it worth it, you know. I mean, it's definitely not the money. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's definitely, you have to have a love for uh, pleasing people because, you know. It's a it pride impression. I mean, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's, you know, there's, it's not like you can't make money in barbecue. There are people yeah, that are yeah, making money, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. it's not it's not a get-rich-quick no, scheme at all. No. And, uh, or or very a get-rich-slow scheme, for that matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very, yeah, very hard yeah. to, to, to kick off the numbers that some of these guys are kicking off. Yeah, exactly. Um, regardless of the product. And, and that's, yeah. like I said, you know, it wasn't just that we were, we were pleasantly surprised when we came. I mean, we, yeah. we realized it's it's top shelf barbecue. I mean, well, thank you. Very very pleased. Great stuff you guys are doing out there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, Michael, we've taken up more than enough of your time. Uh, <laughs> you are in the middle of preparing for the Pints in the Park Waco Festival that we are going to be overindulging at. Shout out to Pints <laughs> in the Park, and you guys need to come next year. I know this will be posted afterwards, but. Um, the lineup here is amazing. The cost is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. The, the cost of this festival is fantastic. It's yeah. a really nice setting. Um, we're, you're, we're definitely coming back here next year, and uh, we're looking forward to eating more of your barbecue. Well, definitely, definitely. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're excited because uh, one of my favorite places is going to be here today, uh, Mipplewaite. I saw him roll up while we were talking. Yeah, he's behind you, but I saw I saw Tom roll (laughs) up with his pit. I was like, yes, he's going. So I get to have some uh, some of his food. Yeah, Uh, they're they're one of my favorites. So, all right. Well, thank you, sir, and we will be back at you with another episode next week.